It is currently almost one in the morning. I have work in seven hours, but I wanted to share this video. Um, well, really, I found finally got an MP3. I wanted to share my preaching that I did at a local church here in my town. Um, I'm not really sure what I messaged it, but I really believe that this is a word of faith and a word that will bless you. So, uh, with no further ado, here's me. Uh, I'm getting ready to turn the mic over to a young lady that has grown up in our church, and I've had the great joy of seeing the Lord uh, speak and use her, especially in the last year as she's launched a podcast and uh, is doing stuff um, in uh, Africa and Congo and, and different things like that. She's actually going to the Congo next July? May. May, next May. So super excited uh, for her. You know, the Lord has done awesome stuff in her life. So if you would, put your hands together and make Chris a welcome. Um, first of all, I want to thank the pastor of this house for having us here. I, I really appreciate these speaking opportunities, especially for somebody starting out in the ministry. But um, before, oh my gosh, before I wanted to start, I can't not talk about like what I feel in the spirit. I, it's like ever since I entered the parking lot of this church, just the fire of God has just been going crazy in my spirit. Yeah. And I can't ignore it. I'm not going to, I feel like the Holy Spirit wants to do something, and I'm saying that with faith. Yeah. So, you know, listen with faith. But I have, I have a message tonight because I was in prayer um, over this house. I was in prayer beforehand, and I felt like the Lord revealed something for this house and the people in this house that he wants to kind of break off of you, mm -hmm. and he wants to resolve. But first of all, I, I got to break it down. I got to tell the story. And this kind of all sparked from something the Lord had to kind of break me from, like, not a lot of people here know me, but um, I have both of my parents, they actually lost their parent, actually their sibling and, the, and their moms. It was like one year apart and it was like back to back. So there was a time in my family where everybody, it was just like we were experiencing loss. And it's one thing if, you know, if you have family in the country, like we're from overseas. So when two people in a short notice are dying overseas in, the, in my country, which is like $3,000 to just get over there, it's a little stressful. Yeah. But then I started to take a toll. I noticed on the toll that it kind of took on my parents and my family when, when my dad would start saying things to me like, what are you gonna do when I die? Like, how, how are you gonna take care of this household? Mm -hmm. And you know what, it, and I see, I kind of saw how like their, the deaths that were happening in their family was affecting them. Mm -hmm. Where like, they would kind of like approach things like, am I gonna live long enough? Mm -hmm. You know, am I gonna be able to see this? You know, a lot of life is short and this like that. and. I don't really know. I mean, it, it was such a toll. I've never heard my father cry until I was like what, 21 years old. That was the first time I heard him cry and it was over that stuff. And then it kind of started to get to me where I started to wonder, you know, like, is my parent, is my dad gonna be alive when I, you know, when I grow up? Is this gonna, it's like, are my parents gonna live long enough? I'm the oldest in my family. I have to take care of things like, what's gonna happen? I don't know the future. I kind of started to worry and it, it literally, I'm not playing with you. It was like on and off in my life. It would just kind of torment me where I would just have dreams and I'd think about this and it, that was like my biggest fear, just losing my parents and all that stuff. And then one night in prayer service, like my family has this like family prayer. Some of the people in the crowd have been to it. <laughs> but like we, but my mom said, it's your turn to leave. And it, it was nothing at all with what we were reading about in the Bible. But 
when I was about to lead, it was like the Holy Spirit just brought something up. And he took me back to the time where I was thinking about my parents and their mortality and what I was going to do. And, and as good as the word, as good as the Holy Spirit is, he brought to remembrance the scripture. And I want to, and I want to tell you what it is. And he, he, he told me, he told me a scripture that actually comforted me. This was, this was a scripture that I like, when I heard it and I remembered it, it was like my spirit leapt, but I finally rested. And this is, this is what it was. It's in Ephesians 6 to 3. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Verse 3 says, so that, that it may turn out well for you and that you may live long on the earth. When I heard, and it kind of makes me emotional, but when I heard that verse, it was like, God, your word. Yeah. Yeah. This is a thing that yeah. resolved all my worries. Yeah. I don't have to fear. Yeah. I don't have to live a life where I am tormented and I'm worried because yeah. your word, you provided a way to settle all of my fear, yeah. all of my problems. Every, every problem, God had already counted it by his word. Yeah. This was a commandment, the first commandment with a promise. Mm -hmm. And when I told my parents, I said, let it be well with you. Because I know what the Bible says, and I know that this Bible says that you're going to live long on the earth, yeah. and that it's going to be well with you. I'm telling you here today, there is, pro and I feel it, I felt it in the spirit when I was praying, like there's people in the room that's going through stuff, but I'm telling you, you run to your word. There is stuff in this word that it's like the solution to everything you need. Yeah. I, I did, for the longest time, you know, I would read in the Bible where David would say, I, oh Lord, I took, refuge, I took refuge in you, I ran to you, and, and you're my safe place, you're my refuge. And I didn't get it. Because I'm just like, but, you know, his threats are in the, it's in the natural. You know, people are coming for him. People, he's, you know, people are trying to kill this guy. How do you take refuge in a spiritual God for natural things? How do you, how do you approach God and say that I can hide out in you for when you're being pursued? And people are trying to kill you, but you say that God's a safe place. How do you do that, God? And then I remembered. The word of God is so powerful, but just by his word, yeah. he created the earth. Yeah. The natural things so that good. we see. And by this word, he released promise after promise after promise that yeah. guarantees your provision, yeah. that on. guarantees long life, that guarantees your blessing. Yeah, yeah, and I have to, I found refuge in that verse and I got it. I got it. I understood what he was doing. There's a reason why this Bible is so big. Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason why. It really shows the goodness of God. And I know that his word never comes void. Yeah. I know that his word doesn't die. Mm -hmm. And as long as God lives, so will his word. Yeah. And the Bible actually come says on. that God reigns from, he's, he's from eternity to eternity. That's how faithful he is. That's how good he is. That's how long he's been around. He's always been around. He is and so is his word. Yeah. The Bible actually says in John 1 that God is his word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I just went on a tangent. <laughs> I really felt that. Man, I, but the thing that I really want to focus on after this, you know, you know, there's so many, there's so many scriptures, you know, where, where people, whether you're going through something, and I don't know if you've done this, but you'll maybe like you're going through a hard time, and then you'll open the Bible, and you see verses that says, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but God delivers them from it all. And you're like, oh my gosh. And then you open the next one and it's like, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me. Out of the, you know, the belly of hell, I cried. And, and you heard my voice. And then you go to another scripture and it's like, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction and he answered me. And maybe you're going through something and you're seeing verses like that. And you're like, how, how, how can that be me? Really all 
You delivered me out of every single of my afflictions, all afflictions, you delivered me from it all. How does that work? Well, I just want you to know, you know, like, God is a savior. Don't be surprised that his word bears the same quality of who he is. I mean, he is his word. You know, it actually kind of reminded me of a time where I would, you know, and I grew up in the church, and I would hear all the time people will be like, oh, when you become a Christian, like, God doesn't promise to make you happy, like, and all these things. And I would hear that, and I kind of knew what they were saying, but I couldn't fully, like, say amen. Like, I couldn't fully agree to it, because I was like, I don't know, because ever since I became a Christian, you know, things got easier for me. You know, like, who else are you going to run to if you have a problem? Like, if you need a miracle and a breakthrough, who else does that for you? Like, who heals your diseases? Like, who can part waters when you're, you know, an Israelite, and you're with Moses, they're and you're trying to, you know, get across this thing. Like, who, who else does that? I don't know. So it's just like, I don't, I don't think that's true. And actually, if you turn to Ephesians 2.26, you can turn to it right now if you have the Bibles. <laughs> the Bible actually says, to the person who pleases him, God gives wisdom, knowledge, and happiness. Whoa. But to the sinner, he gives the task of gathering and storing up wealth to hand it over to the one who pleases God. This too is meaningless to chasing after the wind. Of course, this is Ecclesiastes, so we know it's going to say that. But he's given you this Bible to seek and search the matters of this word. There's, you know, for the longest time, I used to hear preachers say, you know, like, there's nothing that you're going through that, that the Bible doesn't already talk about or can't help you with. And I was just like, you know, it's a big book, but it's, it's numbered. And it's, it's, I mean, it's not like an, a book that's just listless of everything, of everything that everybody ever goes through. But no, now I see that it, you know, yeah, there, but this Bible talks about every single thing but the the question that i, I really want to ask everybody is that when you're going through stuff when things are very hard for you when you're facing something where you just feel all the joy ripped out of you all the just the hope and the drive to continue just gone and you are just like kind of lifeless or just desperate or just over it you're just dead who do you turn to because i'm going to tell you right now if you turn to yourself you're already done for you can't turn to yourself it matters who you're going to consider first right. when you go to somebody. Let's, uh, you know, in the Bible, well, let me say, sorry, it's not both. Let me just say this. <laughs> let me just say this. There's a way, when you, if you, you've got to turn to God. We know that. Yeah. Turn to God first. But there is a way to do it correctly. The Bible says that we enter his gates with. Thanksgiving. We enter his courts with. Praise. There's a very specific way. Because you got to, you know, we got to register, really recognize, yes, Jesus is our friend and all that wonderful stuff, but God is a consuming fire. He's a, he's a holy God, yeah. and he deserves the honor, that which is due to him. Right. Yeah. So there is a specific way you enter into the throne room of God. Yeah. You, know, you know, I've seen, and it's nothing that I'm like bent over about, but I've seen people come to God like, hey, hey, how you doing? And it's just like, I wouldn't even talk to my boss like that, let alone the guy that, you know, <laughs> like created this whole thing and gave me life and just so many things that just respect him for and just have reverence and awe yeah mm -hmm. but let me say this if you look in the bible anywhere in the bible where god moved miraculously the thing that was the catalyst to that thing was always worship and a sacrifice mm -hmm. look in the bible it's all over it i think about it, the story of hannah wanting a child what does she do she worshiped the lord she 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 and what did she give she gave a sacrifice she was like god if you give me a son i'll give you she wasn't bribing god she wasn't trying to convince him to be good. He is good. Yeah. But she knew what she could give to God. Yeah. The story of uh, the widow and the son. 
when they were going through a famine. What, did, what, what was the catalyst that changed everything for her? Her sacrifice, giving her last meal to the man of God. Yeah. The next, uh, the story of Daniel, the story of Esther in fasting, trying to, you know, so they can live. I mean, did I go on? Jonah was in the whale, specifically. Jonah prayed a specific prayer, and I was actually reading Jonah, which is, you know, the story that you hear growing up in Sunday school. Like you, you know, there's so many songs, but I was really like kind of going back, because after you read a lot of Bible, you just kind of like miss the good Bible stories, you know? Just give me the old basics. And I was going and I was reading it. And Jonah, when he was in the whale, he offered up a very specific prayer. But I'm going to go into that later. Okay, but so the question is, why worship? Why? Well, oftentimes when you're faced with a hard time, what you do is going to be the sowing ground for what's going to happen next. Yeah. And why do we worship? Well, that's where God is in the midst of. Wouldn't you want the first thing that happens next, God to be introduced to? I, I mean, I would turn to God. I would, okay, turn to Numbers 13, 13. Keep that in mind. The first thing you do when you're faced with a hard time will be a sowing ground for what will occur next. Numbers 13, 13, this is the story of the 12 spies. And the Bible says, we're going to kind of jump around the story just to get to the point. Because it's a long, it's a long one. In verse 13 it says, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers you shall send a man, every one a leader among them. Then Moses, we're going to skip to verse 17. Then Moses... Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said to them, go up this way into the south and go up to the mountains and see what the land is like. Whether the people who dwell in it are strong or weak, few or many, whether the land they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds, whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some fruit of the land. Now, the time was the season of the first ripe grapes. Verse 26, let's jump down to that. Now they departed. I should probably give you guys time. Now they departed and came back to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel in the wilderness of Paran at Kadesh. They brought back word to them and all the congregation and showed them the fruit of the land. Then they told him and said, We went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is its fruit. Nevertheless, the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. And we're just going to skip all of that, because that's a lot of words. But verse 31, it says, pay attention, it says, But the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, The land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants, and all the people whom we saw in it are men of great stature. There we saw the giants, the descendants of Anak, come from the giants, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, and so we were in their sight. So all the congregation lifted up their voices and cried, and the people wept that night. They gave a bad report. Let's go over to Numbers 14, verse 2. And all the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron, and the whole congregation has said to them, If only we had died in the land of Egypt, or only if we had died in, the wil in this wilderness. Why has the Lord brought us to the land fall to fall by the sword, that our wives and children should become victims? Would it not be better for us to return to Egypt? So they said to one another, Let us select a leader and return to Egypt. And then Moses and Aaron fell on their faces before all the assembly of the congregation. But 
Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, the son of Jephaniah, Jephaniah, okay, who were among those who spied out the land, tore their clothes. And they spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, The land we passed through to spy out is an exceedingly good land. If the Lord delights in us, then we, then he will bring us into this land and give it to us, a land which flows with milk and honey. Only do not rebel against the Lord, nor fear the people of the land, for they are our bread. Their protection has departed from them, and the Lord is with us. Do not fear them. And what was the outcome of that? We see two reports. They saw the same exact thing. Remember, what you say next, oftentimes when you when you go through something or when you when something's kind of like kind of like you're at a, like a like a, I want to say crossroads or something, you know? What, I don't know what they call it. Something like that. What you say next is always going to be the, the seed that sows in the ground for what's going to happen next. Two reports. The outcome in verse 36. It says, "Now the men." Who Moses sent to spy out the land, who returned and made all the congregation complain against him by bringing a bad report to the land. Those very men who brought the evil report about the land died mm. by the plague before the Lord. Verse 38, but Joshua the son of Nun and Caleb the son of Jephunneh remained alive of the men who went to spy out the land. All I have to say to that is what you say you are going to have. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I'm only 22, so I haven't been along that long, but you know, I've seen a few things where it's like you go through enough seasons with uh, other fellow believers and you'll, oftentimes I can always judge how things are gonna go by the things that exit out of people's mouth yeah. Yeah. all the time. I mean, if you're struggling to stay in faith, we know that and we'll build you up and we'll help you. But I cannot tell you the many times that I've seen people go through stuff and it's just like, you give them a word of faith, you'll encourage them, and they'll just be like, yeah, okay. They'll just be like, you know, all right, if only God did it, if only God did it. It's just yeah. like, well, no, nothing's going to happen for you. Why would anybody want to give you anything? You're not even grateful. Yeah. Like, I, honestly, it's just like people, that's why, I'm not going to go into that. But like, <laughs> um, this could be a rancid question. No, but I'm saying, like, what attracts God is faith and thanksgiving and yeah. thankfulness. Yeah. Yeah. God is, in fact, he, I mean, he killed the people that complained. Yes. I, I don't think he's a fan of that. What attracts God is faith. And, it, and here's the thing about it. God told them, I mean, they were told to go seek out the land. God already knew what he promised them. Yeah. He already told them he was going to give it to them. Yeah. But there's going to be times where you're faced with a situation that God didn't put in your life, but what will create a way out is your response, yeah. whether it's going to be your faith or whether it's going to be your death. And whatever is in faith, the Bible says, whatever is not done in faith is sin. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, sin begets death. So there's going to be times where, you, you know, people say fake it till you make it, but you're just going to have to be able to tell your body, no, I'm going to say a good report. I mean, what's that song by uh, something Canoli, Ron Canoli? We, sh we shall believe the report of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was raised by a mom who was born in the 70s. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so it's just like we shall. Whose report will we believe? We will believe the report of the Lord. Yeah. There's good. Yeah. Do not link up with people that don't know how to speak words of faith, because we see what happens to those people. They die. To say it lightly, in one way or another, one form or another, they die. You know, and, and you know. <laughs> So what you're saying you're going to have. So why worship? Like I said, worship is a thing that God is in the middle of. I didn't see God rebuke Mary or Elizabeth when the angel Gabriel told them and gave them a word. You're going to have Mary. You're going to bear, you know, the Messiah. His name's going to be Jesus and, and uh, you know, Emmanuel. You're going to name him this. He's going to do this. You know, she, did, she, didn't, she didn't criticize that word. She said, okay, cool. 
I mean, let it be unto me as, as what you said. Yeah. yeah. She accepted it. She even worshiped God. There's a song that she sang. Yeah. When the angel visited Elizabeth to tell her that she, her womb, she has a baby, the thing that she desperately desired. What does she say? She praised God. But what happened to, what happened to Zachariah? What happened to John the Baptist's father? He wanted a child too. I mean, that's Elizabeth's his wife. And the angel visited him saying, you're going to have a child. You're going to name him this. Well, he didn't say, you're going to have a child. And what did he say? Well, how is that? Yeah, I'm so old. You're the one that wanted the child. So what are you? And what happened to him? He shut his mouth up. That guy wasn't even able to speak to his own kid in the womb. And this, his kid was like baptized in the Holy Ghost. So he like missed out on a lot, you know? But like, what is, do you see, what repels God is un, is like, you know, by his doubt and even like his, I don't know about this, unsure. Don't give him that response. A praise God with praise and thanksgiving and faith. That's, that's what I'm saying. Worship is oftentimes in the Bible the catalyst for the hand of God to move in a situation. Mm. How about sacrifice? What does that mean? Sacrifice. Why is, why, you know, why sacrifice? I want to, remember when I said we're going to go back to Jonah. When he, he, if you don't know the story, I, I'm, I doubt anyone here doesn't know, but just to sum it up, Jonah is a prophet. God sent him to go to Nineveh. He didn't want to go to Nineveh. He went the opposite way. And God, you know, the, and he was in a boat trying to go the opposite way. And the waves became tumultuous. And he knew that it was because of him and his sin. And he jumped overboard. And he was on his way when he was drowning. This is what the Bible describes. He was going to the depths. The Bible says he saw, he was like at the roots of the earth. That's what Jonah said that he was in. But listen what Jonah did. The Bible says in Jonah, Jonah uh, chapter 2, it says, When my soul fainted within me. I remembered the Lord, and my prayer came in unto thee, into thine holy temple. He's underwater. They that observe lying vanities, they forsake their own mercy. But I, I will sacrifice unto thee with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay that that I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Yeah. Sacrifice. The Bible says that praise, our praises, we have a sacrifice of praise. Sacrifice. When he was on his way to die, he was in the water, but he knew that he could cry out to the Lord in his affliction and that his prayer would enter into his courts, that God would hear his voice, and he knew salvation belonged to him. And salvation was the very message, actually, that he was supposed to, that was actually going to be the outcome of what the, Ninev of the Ninevites and what Nineveh was going to experience because they completely turned away from sin and fasted that God would save them. And Jonah knew that. He knew that God would save that wicked, you know, and that's a whole other story for another day. But was it not prayer and praise that resulted in the hand of God moving for Jonah? Because actually, after he prayed that exact prayer, the Bible says, and the hand of God opened the mouth of the whale with Jonah. And he got out. <laughs> that was the very next thing. That was the very next thing that happened. It happens like that. How many stories have we heard or testimonies of cool and men and women of God where, where they were going through a, a, like a problem? But the very next thing they did was, instead of just being like, God, da 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 And that's not even a problem, because the Bible actually says, Hannah cried out to the Lord in bitter distress. That's not a problem telling God, your, it's not an issue telling God your problems. But go to God. And leave. And I'm telling you, you'll leave differently, even if you go to, even when you go to God with your problem. You worship God, you stay in His presence, His presence, there's fullness of joy in His right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. You'll, you'll, you won't even leave the same. 
I mean, you're encountering God. You're in his courts. You're in his gates. You're, you're, you're at his face. You're at his feet. It, you won't leave the same. But worship and sacrifice are the things all over the Bible that you see that change the trajectory of so many people's lives. The things that attract God. So many things. I mean, Father Abraham, he was, he was, about, to, he was about to give his son to the Lord, but God, he saw his heart. He saw how ready he was, and he said, no, I'm going to give you something better. Look at God. Isn't he wonderful? Yeah. He's the best. So consider who you turn to. Consider who you turn to. Like I said, there's nothing wrong with telling God what worries or aches your heart. He can turn it all around when you pray. But when you pray, believe that you receive yeah, what you yeah. ask for. That's the, I think that's the key with a lot of things. I was reading in the Bible, you know, how the Bible describes faith, that it's the hope of, of things unseen and conviction. Of, uh, I forget. I confuse the two. But there's <laughs> conviction. Conviction is a part. And I was just like, conviction. You know, it's one of those words where you're like, what does it actually really mean, though? Because I use this word a lot. Yeah. So conviction, in one of the definitions, somebody's Tesla Model X. <laughs> no, and in the Bible, like I looked it, I Googled it. <laughs> I Googled it, and conviction, another way to define that is just you're fully convinced. It's like you're convinced. And I was like, that makes sense. I don't know if that's an accurate description, but I was like, well, that makes sense because, well, some people, sometimes, I don't know, I'll speak for myself. Sometimes I pray, I never take the time to actually actually be like, oh, yeah, okay, work it in my heart. Like, I believe that I receive what I will have. Mm. And I never really, I'll just be like, oh, I'll just pray, and then we'll just... Whatever happens, happens. That's, that's not what I say, but that's kind of how I function. Mm. But if I am convinced that I will have what I receive, I will have what I ask for when I ask for it, that will attract God. Mm -hmm. well, I, well, you know, some people think, you know, like faith will create things. Some people think that what you have, it was already a part of the plan. No, there's often times where it was nowhere in the plan. Like the, the, woman, the woman with the issue of blood. Jesus was not on her way, his way to heal her. Yeah. He was going somewhere else. Yeah. But what she heard, what did Jesus say to her when he healed her? He didn't even know he healed her. He said, daughter, your faith has made you well. Faith will create things for you that, that like, it, it's just the law. It's just how it works. Jesus was like, okay, who touched me? He, that wasn't a part of the plan. That wasn't on his schedule. He wasn't really going to her. But it was faith. She knew when I touched the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. So she wouldn't touch the hem of his garment. I like people. I mean, God, I, Jesus, you know, imagine, I, I, I often imagine, like, I want to be one of those people if I was in Bible times where Jesus was like, oh, he marveled at her faith. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, I want to be one of those people because God didn't, Jesus didn't say that about anyone that doubted. Yeah. Jesus never, I marveled at Peter's doubt. <laughs> he wasn't, in, he actually rebuked, he called people snakes, he called people fools, he called, he called people a lot of nice terms, you know, but I tell you, you know, I tell you this to rejoice. Because God's ears, they work just fine mm -hmm. for the people of God, yeah. for the righteous. He, they work just fine. His hand works just fine. Yeah. His hand, he can deliver you from anything. He can save you from anything. There's nothing, and I, and I say this in a little bit about my story, that how we even came to America is we came, God rescued us. There was a genocide in my country. I was one, came to America at the age of one. I was a refugee for like a majority of my life. I lived in like two or three different countries as refugees. And God delivered us every single step of the way. My mom, I mean, she was this close to death's door. And the guard that, could, that was about to take her life looked at her and said, you're free to go. 
That doesn't really happen in genocides, mm. but God is a deliverer. Yeah. God is a savior. And you know, I've been living ever since I've got saved. I've experienced God the Father, Jesus the Savior, Jesus the Lord, Jesus the Friend, Holy Spirit the Comforter, Holy Spirit my Helper, yeah. God my, my Deliverer. I, I've experienced all these wonderful sides to who He is. God didn't, Jesus didn't just come to save you from death, hell, and the grave. He came to save you from that situation that's plaguing you. Yeah. He came to save you from that situation that keeps you up at night, that robs your sleep, that worries you, that gives you wrinkles, premature wrinkles. Can you believe that? He came to save you from every single thing. He's a savior and he can do it. He did it 2,000 years ago and he'll do it today in your life. Because God, this is a place where full of people, full of faith. Yeah. I declare that over you right now in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And you know what I declare? Everybody stand up and lift your hands. I declare this right now. Every single person in the room, I bind and I cast out every foul thing that the enemy has tried to do against you now in the name of Jesus. I curse every setback. I curse every curse that's come against you now in the name of Jesus. And I speak and I declare blessings from now on to continue to multiply in your life. I pray that you find life in every dead situation. I pray that you see the mighty hand of God move in your life in ways that you've never seen before. I pray that God does something so wild that it makes you marvel. It makes you speechless. It makes you worship immediately. It puts you, sets you beside yourself in the name of Jesus. And if you believe that, shout an amen with faith. Amen. And I believe it for you. I love being a Christian. I love being in the party. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love being in the party. I love this. But I urge you, seek, I've been spinning everywhere, seek this word. Seek the matters of the word of God. He speaks in his word. He speaks through his spirit. He's always speaking. A lot of times people wonder, I can't hear the voice. I can't hear God speak. He's always, he's, he's not the problem. He's never the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know how he speaks. Mm -hmm. You got to be willing to receive. You got to be willing to walk by faith. Like walk in the language of heaven. Mm -hmm. And you'll attract God. Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll please him. You'll send such a pleasing fragrance. And he's such a good father. He really knows how to father and take care of you. Every situation you give to him. I've never seen, in, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've never seen anyone in the Bible go to God with faith and leave with nothing. Yeah. He fills every cup yeah. in Jesus' name. And I believe that for you too. Amen? Amen. Amen. That's all I got. <laughs> so that is that. Oh my gosh. I really hope that blessed you guys. Um, probably should have warned that that was an hour long. You will live with it. Hey, I have plans to make this, you know, better. Um, I'm getting a better microphone. I'm, I have plans for this podcast, so I haven't forgotten it. Thank you for what, uh, listening so far. Um, I'm going to sleep. Listen, listen, it's late. Your girl was supposed to be in bed at 10. Okay. It's one twelve. God bless America. Was it even really an hour long? I actually don't know how long this stuff is going to be until after I'm done with this. I don't think it was an hour. I think it was like maybe 30 minutes. Let me guess. 40? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay, Crizo, it's time to go to sleep. I'll come back with the posting, the regular posting after... 2022 happens. Hey, I pray you have a, a great year.
I pray these last two days in this, you know, year are just outstanding for you. I pray that you see God do something in your life that you've never seen before. Why not? Why not? In the name of Jesus. Hey, hey, if you are listening to this podcast and you've never given your life to the Lord, you're listening to this podcast and you, you know, what I said when I was preaching and you're like, oh, I want to, I want to have that blessed assurance. You know, that it feels like a backup, like assurance, not insurance, but assurance that I have a savior, that I can have a deliverer, that I can serve a God or believe in a God and receive a God that can relieve all of my problems, all of my afflictions. And you dare to have the faith to believe that God can do that for you because you know that his word says that and something, something jumped in you, something really, something about this message resonated in you. And you decided, I want to get serious about this Lord, this God. Pray this prayer with me. Father God, well, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins, Lord Jesus. I believe Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe he is the Messiah. I believe he came and he died on the cross for me and my sins. He took on all my sins and that he died and in three days he resurrected I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I confess with my mouth, and I believe him as Lord. Heavenly Father, thank you, God, that you're making me new. Thank you, God, that I'm forgiven, that heaven is my home, and you are my Father. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. And of course, find a good church. A good church is a church that believes the entire Bible. And when I say the entire Bible, I mean the whole thing. The whole thing. A church that reveres the word of God, that has joy, that has, you know, good singing. Don't do that to yourself. Go to a church with that when the preaching, you know, the preaching lights a fire in you. It is something that inspires you. When was the last time you were inspired? Get in a good church. And if you don't have any good churches around you, move where there's a good church. I love you all. Good night.